Welcome to Brand Appeal, where we talk about brand storytelling in the digital age. I'm your host, Shannon Peel, and today I talked with Jason Sircone about podcasting and how to be the perfect podcast guest. Jason gives us lots of tips about how to make yourself more appealing to podcast hosts to get booked on your favorite podcasts. So keep listening if you want to know more about how you can tell your brand story as a podcast guest. Jason, thank you so much for coming to talk to me today on Brand Appeal. Just wanted to know, what do you want to be known for? Thanks for having me, Shannon. I would say the thing that I would like to be known for is helping professionals be better at telling their story through podcasts and ultimately utilizing the podcast platform for making great content that resonates with a good audience and brings more people into their circle. That's where I put my specialties today. And I love working with people in this capacity. Why did you get started on podcasting? What was the catalyst that got you going on it? I started podcasting back in 2015 and my best friend and I had been kicking around ideas of what can we do in regards to a podcast? And we really weren't sure where to go. Like we were big sports fans and because we would sit in the living rooms watching football or just say like, why aren't we recording these conversations? They seem like they're insightful enough. Fast forward and I was working in the beer industry at the time and I had started a marketing and promotions business. I had launched this app that would allow people in Pittsburgh to find events and releases and things that were They were very important to me at the time, and I was discovering they were very important to others as well. So I wanted to create something that they could utilize. And some guy started trolling me on Twitter about how this would never work. I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm like, who is this guy? What does he do? turns out he hosted a podcast. So I texted my friend to me and I said, yeah, okay, got our idea. We're going to do a beer beer podcast. We're going to do it better than that guy. Was that his podcast that he did a beer podcast? Yeah, he, him and another guy would, would get beer and they would talk about it. And I said, we're going to do this better. To summarize, my first podcast was done out of spite. Well, hey, <laughs> whatever catalyst you worked. You got to get started somewhere. I was just wondering, like, was his trolling his way of getting people to listen to his podcast? No, from what I understood and just looking at what they had, it looked like they had a pretty good product. I was looking more at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He was looking on a broader scale, which is completely fine. And I don't know what possessed him about what I was doing to jump in and just start ripping it apart because he didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. So even in one of the the tweets, he seems like, yeah, well, you're going to need to do this and this if you think you're going to make this work. And my response was, I know. (laughs) So it wasn't like he was giving me new information either. I knew what I was doing and I knew how I had to do it. Again, that was just how I got started. And that led to me falling in love with the medium and learning a lot with trial by fire. So Uh podcasting was fun. It was a great way to connect with people. We got to do some really, really great things because of that podcast. What ended up happening was my best friend and I, he just schedules started to get conflicting and we couldn't get together as consistently as we were. And I ended up taking the show over solo for a while. And then I shut it down, started another podcast and then helped someone with another podcast. And it was in all that, that I discovered that This is a great medium and it's absolutely going to be something that we're talking about more, but I want to be better at it. Mm -hmm. 
So I decided to shut down what I was doing and just take a year and a half to study and, and work on my form. How do I convey messages? How, how am I going to talk to the audience through the microphone? So I watched newscasters and I listened to other podcasters and radio personalities and really focused on my voice and how I could get better. And that just ended up morphing into me doing this full time and helping others do the same thing. Cause that's what I discovered was truly my passion was helping others discover their voice and speak with confidence mm -hmm. and tell their story through the podcasting platform in a way that delivers value and ultimately showcases how powerful their brand is. And it can bring people into their circle of influence where they can nurture them and turn them into a customer and then ultimately a brand advocate. So what kind of things can people who want to do a podcast, what kind of things can they expect from doing it? Because when people do a podcast, they have all a ton of different reasons and then they get going and they find out how much work it is mm -hmm. and then they stop because it's not meeting their expectations. What things should people really be expecting when they start a podcast? Speaking from experience, I would say, do not start a podcast out of spite. <laughs> I would say that have having a, a true passion for what you're going to be talking about is going to make a big difference because if you can't talk about a subject with no one's listening, mm -hmm. then you're ultimately not going to succeed because the reality is until your audience arrives and until you do the work that's going to make your audience arrive, you are going to be talking to yourself mm -hmm. or maybe your friends and family, whoever is listening from the start. It takes time to build an audience. And one of the biggest, most disappointing statistics in the podcasting space is the fact that most shows fade away after seven episodes, seven episodes. You can't truly determine what your podcast is all about in seven episodes. Mm -mm. You also can't get good at being a podcaster in seven episodes. I feel there are so many people that get into it for the wrong reason. To address your question, Shannon, I think having expectations of this isn't just something that happens overnight. And I would love to meet the guru that told podcasters that they can make this happen overnight because I just love to wring his neck or her neck. I don't know. It, <laughs> it's crazy to think that someone was out there saying, yeah, start a podcast. You'll make millions of dollars. I think what ends up clouding people's minds is what Joe Rogan did. Not thinking about Joe Rogan as a struggling stand-up comedian who had to make his name and it took him 20 years to get to where Spotify gave him that huge deal. Yeah. So there's always foundational work that has to be done. So if you're going to launch a podcast, if it's dedicated to your brand, you want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that solves problems for your audience, that is a great communicator, it's engaging. And as your audience starts to trickle in, you keep delivering that value. That's really the biggest word that I stress is you have to have value in everything you do or else people are just not going to stay tuned because there are so many other podcasts that they can choose from mm -hmm. to get into their rotation. You have to be delivering with each and every episode. What types of things should I, as a podcaster, be ensuring that my podcast has if I want to have people listen and continue listening? I believe that having valuable content that speaks to a specific audience is the best way to go. 
if your show is more on the random side of things and you're talking about everything and everything and everything, most people will tune in and say, well, what is this for? Who, who, who are you speaking to? And you can't develop an audience that way. In order to keep people locked in and coming back week after week, your content has to be speaking to a specific person. So I recommend to anybody launching a podcast before you even purchase a microphone, determine who your ideal listener is. What do they do? Where do they live? How old are they? Do they have children? When will they be listening to this podcast? There's so many items that you can address. It's going to give you a real idea. And oftentimes, and this is when I developed my listener, it was me. It was me three years ago. I looked yeah. at who, who I was before I had evolved and said, that's the person I'm speaking to because that's a very relatable story. And you can put yourself in that position. It's going to help you find more people just like you. Mm -hmm. So you'll be comfortable in telling your story but also you'll attract people that are also on that same path. They just may not be as far along as you. So narrowing it down to one ideal listener and not trying to serve everyone is going to bring you huge gains because your audience doesn't need to be billions of people. Mm -hmm. If you have a tightly defined audience, they are going to show up each and every week and they'll become your best advocates because they will start recommending your content when they are sold on what you do. When they start telling others, this is something I listen to every week because it's so impactful. You need to listen to it as well. Everybody that's listening to the show just needs to do that one time. And the right. exponential growth is tremendous. So if you keep your focus on speaking to that ideal listener and deliver with valuable content each and every episode, that's how you'll grow and that's how you'll succeed with a podcast. So it's really niching down. 100%. And not trying to be everything to everyone. That's right. Oh, you just burst my bubble. <laughs> Why is that? No, I just thinking, wow, like all the different types of people I talk to, because story is such a big thing and it yeah. really permeates in many industries. I talk to authors about how do you write a story? And I talk to movie people. How do you tell a story? Well, that's, but that's your, then that's your niche. That's what you have focused in on. My podcast, Evolution of Brand, I'm talking to entrepreneurs and professionals about their brand journey. Mm -hmm. How did they evolve over time? What obstacles did they face? Oh, yeah. Because when I identified my ideal listener, I'm talking to aspiring entrepreneurs that are looking to either go from side hustle to full time or they're working in a full time job and really want to start thinking about making that leap mm -hmm. to go all in. But they need that nudge off the edge because sometimes it can be hard to take that leap because you don't wanna leave the safety net that a full-time job gives you. But at the same time, is your happiness really at its peak? So my goal is to bring people on the show that can tell their story, how they've grown over the years, how they've taken all of the failures that have happened along the way, and it made them who they are today and ultimately led them to a level of success. Where the, and then they tell their story, it's inspirational. Mm -hmm. And then they provide tactical strategies on how they did it. We follow that format each and every episode. So as it speaks to the audience, they're, every week they're getting new information about someone else that went on this journey and decided to push all their chips in and say, I'm gonna bet on myself today. 
So if you're speaking to an audience about how they're telling their story, that can be done in a number of different ways, but ultimately it's leading to that same end result. So if you were instead saying, okay, this week I'm gonna to talk to a videographer about their story and how it comes to life. And then next week, I'm gonna to talk to an author about all of the qualities of writing a good book and what, what needs to happen. So you're taking away from the story and talk, look, focusing more on the technical side of things. There could be some slight confusion there mm -hmm. because it's not focused on that one solitary subject. So it, it, the tighter and more granular you can get with how you approach your content, the better off it's gonna be for the audience. So how do you keep it from being repetitive? And, you know, we want the audience to continue listening, but if you, you get it so granular that you're just saying the same thing over and over and over again, it can get kind of boring. I think you have to dig deep. And that's how I look at everybody that comes on my show. They have a story to tell. And yes, it, it led to a level of success, but it's still unique to them. Mm -hmm. So I don't ask surface level questions. I start digging a little deeper into what made this all happen. There had to be something along the way that threw you off, or there had to be something along the way that you weren't expecting. And when you encountered it and then overcame, it led to a much more positive outcome for your long-term planning. Mm -hmm. When you bring that story out of people, it gets them talking, it makes them comfortable. And it supplies something great for the audience when they're listening to it. So you can talk to each and every person on your show and frame questions in a different way each time. When you do that, you're going to bring new stories out and it's going to provide new perspectives. So that way you're keeping things fresh. There are podcasts that ask the same questions to every guest. That can get very repetitive and downright boring. Mm-hmm. As the listener, it's all about the complete experience. If you know going in that the same questions are gonna be asked every week, then you may get different answers, but there's still no level of digging deeper below those surface levels. Yeah. And the better shows are the ones that dig a little deeper, find out information and get someone to tell a story that they never told before. That's my favorite thing when someone says to me, no one's ever asked me that question because I know that something good is going to follow that. They're going yeah. to tell me something that they've never got to tell on another podcast. That is a sign of actually preparing and, and taking a minute to get to know who's coming on your show and finding the best way to have a good conversation with them. There's more than one way of doing things. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. You know, I always say there's more than one way of telling a story. There's more one, more than one way of writing a book. What's your process for creating my podcast? Yeah. What I did was I took time to listen to some other shows. My show that I'm doing now was a year's worth of planning, and I, I had a specific vision about how I wanted to carry the content out. But I wanted to also pull some inspiration from some of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. So. There was, there are some items when you listen, if you were to listen to the shows that I pulled the inspiration from, you might say that sounds a little bit like the show, which is fine. There's no reason why you can't emulate somebody who's inspired you. But what I do again, I think where I try to take things a little bit higher in regards to my approach is going a level or two deeper when I'm planning questions. So if they provide me with a list of suggested questions. 
I want to take those and not just ask them as they have presented them to me. Mm-hmm. Let's dig a little deeper below that. Here's some surface level questions, but I can frame them differently or I can do a little bit of work myself because why can they answer this question so well? Once I get to know them a little bit more on that personal level, it leads to a more engaging conversation. So I'll have a format in front of me, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to follow that format from start to finish. We may get into such a good conversation Mm -hmm. that the format gets abandoned, which is fine. I know that I have this in my back pocket if I need to refer to it. But when the good conversation breaks out, that's when the best content takes place because conversation is what this is all about. Podcasts are the ultimate place to tell your story. This is why I push podcast guesting so hard. You have a brand story to tell. This is what gets people invested in who you are, what you do, and how you can help them with your product, with your service. If you are taking time to go on podcasts that are relevant to your space and telling that story, that's what's going to engage people. Mm -hmm. If you can tell your story in an engaging, compelling format, they're going to get done listening to you and say, wow, that was great. How can I get more value from this person? If you supply a call to action at the end, they can follow you to your website, take advantage of anything that you're giving away, Mm -hmm. follow you on social media, look around at what's going on on your site. What are you talking about there? And now they're a website visitor. Mm -hmm. If the value's there, they can opt in, become a lead. You nurture them like you would anybody else that comes into your funnel. When it's right for them, they'll become a customer. But if you're not taking time at the very beginning to connect and tell that story, you're going to miss out. Because I feel the brands that are excelling today are investing time in getting people not just shouting at them from a megaphone like days of yore. They are actually taking time to help people understand what their brand is all about, what their values are, what their philosophies are. And we are more intentional with who we work with these days. So we are going to do this research on our own. The power of suggestion of a commercial doesn't have the same power as someone that's taking time each and every day to provide us with something valuable that helps us. And that's where podcasting can play such a huge role. If you have a podcast for your brand, you can do great things in regards to communication. But if you don't and you just want to be a guest, being a guest is just as valuable because Mm -hmm. those podcasters need valuable guests to come on and showcase their expertise. When you come and make that impact, the value is going to be felt by everybody. Mm -hmm. And then the host is going to sell you to that audience and say, yes, you need to go read Shannon's book, you need to go check out her website. You need to do this, this, and this, like anything that's going to help you, they're going to be all in because you just help them create great content that helps them grow their show. Yes. Because as a content creator, I can tell you, it's a lot of work. And when you've got someone that will come and help you out, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, It's, you know, their ideas run in my mind every day of all this different content I got to do and all this different stuff I need to create, but there's not enough hours in the day. Mm -hmm. And yet Mm -hmm. this insatiable beast that can never be filled needs content continually. And we get better content when we collaborate. Absolutely. And to me, this couldn't be more fun. Mm -hmm. Getting an opportunity to meet new people, 
have great conversations about something I am 100% passionate about. It allows me to create new avenues for more people to find me so I can share that passion with them and show them how fun of a way this is to build your brand and to get your story out to the world. This is high level networking. You get an opportunity whenever you're doing a podcast interview to talk with someone that's like-minded, yeah, has a similar goal. And if you're on the guest end, you don't have to worry about all the production work. And, and it is. <laughs> yeah, and there is a lot that goes into that. So that's why I, I ask anybody that's in this space, what do you want to accomplish? Because you may not need to start your own show. Mm-hmm. Being a guest on shows and leveraging audiences that are already established may deliver the results you're looking for. And you save all that time that you would put into producing your own podcast. What if people would just do guesting and which people would you say need to have their own show? Anybody can do a podcast. What it really comes down to is the level of dedication that you're willing to put into it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the big things I stress on the front end of anybody. And I wreck anybody hearing this. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, understand upfront, there is a lot of work involved. If you can manage it and find good ways to block time in your week to fit producing a podcast into your schedule and make it a key component of your content strategy, you can start a podcast, but you again, have to look at everything from your plan of action to your expectations to being committed to it for long enough to build an audience. Mm -hmm. Once you start developing an audience and getting people in, you have to stay loyal to that audience. And this is where a lot of people get thrown off by download metrics. So many people that start a podcast and instantly are going to that download metric, wondering how many people listen to the show. Let me spoil some things for you if that's what you're doing. (laughs) Download metrics mean nothing in regards to your audience growth because a download does not equate to a listen. Mm -hmm. If someone is subscribed to your podcast, it's going to automatically download and feed to their device. That doesn't mean that they opened it. And what can end up happening is they'll end up with a backlog of content, not just your show, but anybody's show. Mm -hmm. And if they don't get an opportunity to get to it, that backlog could continue to grow and they never listen to the show but the creator got credit for a download. Mm -hmm. But if they're not getting any real feedback or letting the value that was in that show really stand out, what's the point? And I see so many podcasters hang their hats on how many downloads they get. And I see so many podcasters quit way too soon because they don't feel like they have enough downloads. So what ends up happening, I've had this conversation multiple times, you get, Let's say you have 50 listeners Mm -hmm. to your average starting podcaster. They might say, gosh, no one's listening to my show. And I'll respond with, yeah, there is. There's 50 people listening to your podcast. What if those 50 people showed up at your house and you had an opportunity to sell them something in your living room? Would you be less valuable or would you bring your A game to that Mm -hmm. presentation? Of course, you're going to bring your A game. These people showed up at your house. Let's flip it a little bit more. What if these 50 people showed up for a party you're throwing? Are you going to ignore those 50 people at your party because the other 100,000, 100 million people that are in the world that haven't found you yet haven't come to your party yet? Of course not. You're going to have fun with the people that have arrived. So who has ever taken time to show up and absorb your content? 
Show them a good time. Give them value. Give them a reason to stay loyal. Give them a reason to recommend your content to mm-hmm. another listener. Think of it. Gosh, you got to go to Shannon's party. She has, she, she, what a spread. That was <laughs> so much fun. She's throwing another party next week. You got to come. That's the mindset you need to have. So if you have the ability and the time to commit to making it a very quality project every single week, do a podcast. If you don't, be a guest because being a guest takes about an eighth of the time. Yes. Now, and this is what, again, with what I do in my coaching program and through my the, the training course that I have, you have a strategy you have to adhere to. There's still things you need to do to make this work, to get tangible results, but that's the beauty of it. You can go on interviews and actually monetize them before they go live. You can get value from your the time you invest before anybody in the world hears that interview. And there are ways to do that. Mm-hmm. There are ways to determine how many people actually were impacted by what you did on that show. And this is where the strategy comes into play. So just say, me saying, oh yeah, go be a guest, doesn't mean that you just show up on somebody's podcast and talk. There's actual ways that you can make this work. And when you have a solid strategy and execute it properly, you can gain a lot from being a value-driven guest. So really to answer your question in a very long-winded way I'm discovering, <laughs> it really comes down to the time that you have available. And if you can be passionate enough to stay loyal to the audience that you're developing when you start your own show funny thing that just keeps on going and never stops and you can't get back and no matter how much you want to turn that dial backwards you just cannot or hit pause it will not work you have no control over it and you just have to work within it now i want to know when you are doing some research and trying to figure out who you're going to have as a guest on your show what kind of criteria are you looking for The good thing about the technology that we have available today is that you can vet people before anything really happens. And what I mean by that is if you, some people do discovery calls and that's one way that you can do it. And I'm not against that, but that can be time consuming. And if you want to automate the process a little bit, what I do is I use Calendly. I also use a service called Podmatch and Podmatch has been a godsend in regards to finding guests for my show and finding shows that I can make guest appearances on as well. The Alex and his crew at Podmatch are doing some awesome things. They thought of everything. Yeah, they even have a community. Yeah, I mean, they really go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered was as I entered into the program that was their pro program, I started meeting people every day. Mm -hmm. Connections were coming left and right. I'm like, this is unbelievable. So on my Calendly page, what I do is I have a series of questions when somebody is signing up to be a guest. If I find them outside of Podmatch, then that's obviously a little bit more valuable within Podmatch. I can have a conversation with them through the chat feature and determine right then and there if they're going to be a good fit. I have a dynamic, direct approach of how I build the content, but the good thing is, if there's a good story to tell, you're probably going to be a fit as long as it's in the business professional world. I have had a couple people come to me where I looked at what their profile was about and I just felt like it wasn't going to resonate. Yeah, so I've had up. a few of those. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that happens and that's fine. Like we don't, well, dating apps exist because if you go on one date and everybody clicked, 
there wouldn't be a need for multiple dates, right? This is so much more fun oh, than yeah. dating. <laughs> no, I, I agree completely. But in that series of questions, I can find out who they are, what their experience is. And, and you can frame these questions for whatever is going to help you build the best format for your show. Mm-hmm. And again, you can use services like PodMed or you can just do it by hand or outsource the work, whatever you feel is the best for your approach to this. That's how I, I look at those profiles as they come in and it allows me to dig a little deeper because I ask, where else can I learn about you? Mm-hmm. So I can go outside of their profiles and look at their website or look at their YouTube or if they have a podcast, I can listen to it and learn a little bit more about who I'm bringing on the show. You're very strategic and specific about who you interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure that when they are signing up, that they have a good story to tell. I had back and forth with someone on Instagram and they wouldn't answer my question. They sent me a, hey, we'd like to bring this person on the show. I said, okay. Then they told me a little bit and I said, well, tell me what would be the actionable strategy we're going to talk about. And all they did was just dump more info on me. I said, no, what will they tell the audience when they listen to this? What can they take from it and apply to their own practices? That's really what I want to know. Mm-hmm. another laundry list of info. And I'm like, you know what? Do this. Go schedule a recording session because there's specific questions there. Maybe I'll get the answer I'm looking for when you do that. And guess what? They never did. <laughs> I need to know how I can build this to a point where I can give something to the audience when they walk away from it. I always look for two things. I want them to be inspired. Yeah. And I want them to have at least one tactical strategy that they could take from somebody else and apply it to what they're doing. Well, in the case of what you're talking about, I bet you dollars to donuts that that was a agent who is just out trying to book someone else onto these podcasts. All they have is the is this information that they kept dumping on you mm-hmm. because they don't really know their client. Right. I have a couple of clients that I do that for and I reach out to various podcast hosts saying, hey, would you like to talk to this person here who he, this is who he is. This is what he's done. This is what the story is. Mm-hmm. And if they come back to me, I'm able to talk on behalf of these men because I know their business. I know who they are. I know what their messaging is. Yeah. In one case, I know because I helped write his book. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot about what he's going to be talking about and he has his own po- podcast. So I'm very familiar with that and I can, respond to those questions that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The other one, it's a little harder. I do some work for the company that he is a CEO of. I don't know as much about who he is and what he does. It's not like I can go listen to other podcasts or read a book that he wrote. Every question I get from someone like you, I've actually got to go back to him and say, okay, here are the questions. I need to know what these are. And he's an extremely busy individual. I can understand why somebody just kept dumping information on you, but that's someone that is doing a disservice to their to their client yeah. because they don't know their client well enough to be able to talk for them. Yeah, this is something that I do in, within my training program. It's all about developing a good presentation or pitch, as many people call it. There's a number of us that are trying to get away from that word pitch in yep. regards to how you present yourself to someone in regards like because you don't when you go up st- on stage to talk to a crowd you're not pitching them you're presenting to them 
Mm-hmm. So as a human being, it feels better to be presented to someone as a worthy candidate to be on their podcast. So that's one part of it. I will say the majority of podcast presentations suck. Mm-hmm. So and and that and it's not just the dumping of information that we talked about a few seconds ago, just there's so many things that people are missing in regards to the value. And that's really what I preach from the start. When you're going to reach out to a podcast, you have to put yourself in a position of value from the very start because they are getting other presentations on the same day and they're only going to pick a couple. What are you going to do to stand out? If you're in that same grouping of people that just says, I'm really cool. And here's my list of accolades and put me on your show versus Shannon, I, I just listened to episode 33 of your podcast featuring so-and-so, and my God, that's, that was so impactful. I loved when you talked about XYZ. I took some of that and actually talked to one of my clients about it today. They loved it. So now you've got another listener coming to your show. Yes. If you're looking for guests, I would love to collaborate with you because I feel the two of us could make a huge impact on your audience. Here's what I can talk about, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Once the show goes live, I would be happy to promote this to my email newsletter because they've I've got 60% open rate and it is very, it's a very engaged community. They'd love to hear this content. Here's my media kit so you can get to know more about me. It's got some questions that you would could ask. It's got my complete bio and there's some podcasts that I've been a guest on before. Check those out. If you feel I'd be a good fit, I'd love to talk more about this. Who are you going to pick out of those two? Mm-hmm. Someone that actually took time to not only listen to your content, but then share it with their clients and then get them listening to your show too. Or the person that just said, oh, I'm a three-time Emmy award winner or whatever. If you got a three-time Emmy award winner, you might want to bring them on. But you know, <laughs> if someone's just listing off all these accolades, that doesn't really tell you yeah. what the conversation is going to be about. And I think so many people lean on those accomplishments that they're forgetting that they have a story to tell. And that's what's going to engage the audience. Mm-hmm. I can go look at the internet and see that this person's won three Emmys or whatever. I keep going to Emmys. I don't know why. I don't but, know um, why. I have talked to I have talked to a Emmy winner, an Emmy winner. So there you go. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the, the, very the whole, difficult interview though. <laughs> well, and then that's another one too. Like, I, I, if I had that person on my show, I don't care what the time limit limit is. I always look at it from, okay, if I've got fifteen minutes, we are going to go to town for fifteen minutes. That's mm-hmm. all they're giving me. I'm going to dig as deep as I can because that's my time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't pay much attention as much as I used to to pro wrestling. But I, mean, I don't even know if this analogy is going to resonate with this audience or not. But there's a wrestler named Chris Jericho. He's from Canada, near neck of the woods. And I think if you're near Winnipeg, he's from Winnipeg. He's from Winnipeg? Okay. Okay. So anyway, he once said when he was early in coming up, he asked for interview time on one of the national or worldwide shows. Yeah. And the guy in charge said, yeah, you have one minute. And his response wasn't like, oh, and one minute. It was like, cool, one minute in front of millions of people. Yep. This is my chance to shine. That always stuck with me because it doesn't matter what time you have. It's how you use the time. And if you only have a few minutes with somebody, make sure it counts. Get the most value out of it as you can, because there are some people that are VIPs that will only give you 15 to 20 minutes because maybe they're doing seven other interviews that day. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you for that 20 minutes. Let's do this. Don't waste time. Don't. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're taking time to talk to me. No, 
No. You are in charge of this. You have them at your, in front of you, on your show, make it count. Because your audience will love the fact that you took time to make it count. I feel like we've gotten on a little bit of a rant here. And I like the rant though. I do like the rant because you're right. It is, these people have agreed to come on your show. Mm -hmm. You should, it's not about being humble. Like I'm Canadian, we're, we're humble, but you make a good point because you're saying this person has agreed to come on your show. You ask them the questions that you need to ask them. You give them the the space to say what they need to say so that your audience can learn from them or learn mm-hmm. some, well, at least one thing from them. Mm-hmm. And then you move on. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, yeah, so-and-so was on my show. But yeah, but to blush the- and waste time yeah. on all of that, it, make, it actually decreases your credibility. Mm-hmm. And then no, they're sitting right. there wondering, going, why am I on this show? Yep. Yes, anybody, it doesn't matter who it is, if they saw, if they agreed to be on there, clearly they saw something. And whether it was an agent that got them there, whatever it was, mm-hmm. they saw something. There, there was a reason why whoever was getting them in that spot, they felt your show could deliver something that would be beneficial to them. So don't fall back on the fact that I can't believe that this person's on my show. Yeah, say that to your friends, not to the person. Right. Yeah, you can say that off off camera all you want. Or when the <laughs> microphone's on, make sure you're delivering value for everybody, including that guest. Make them feel welcome. Make them feel like this made sense for them to do. And make sure you, if you can, again, if you can get that person to say a, tell a story they've never told before, you win. Yes. The rest of the show is obviously going to be quality, but that right there is enough to say you did your job. And that's not just with VIPs, that's anybody you bring on your show. I know I talked about this a few moments ago. If you can get a story out of somebody that they've never told on a podcast, you win. You did your job. You've got something that no one else has ever heard on your podcast. Take that and clip that up and use that to promote your show. There's so many things you can do with that one little soundbite. Yeah. It's it's big. So. Okay, well, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Yeah, sure. Because we've talked to, we've given people a lot of information about how to have a podcast, why to have a podcast, how to get guests, how how to make sure that you've got the right guests. But you do something that is a little bit different because you actually coach people in being guests or having their podcast. What kind of things can they learn from you in your coaching sessions? Really what it comes down to is setting those expectations. I mean, I'm, I'm going right from the start. When we first get rolling, it's it's determining, I should say, discovering what do you want from this? What is your ultimate goal here? If it's just to get on a million podcasts because it seems like it's great exposure, no, that's not, not why you would want to do this. We're not gonna be looking for all of the big shows in the world that supposedly have millions of listeners. We're looking for shows in your space that speak to your target audience. Who are you typically going after Mm -hmm. in your approach to bringing new business, to attracting new people to your brand? Those are the shows you want to go on because it's gonna be better time spent for you. Because when you tell that story that you tell everywhere else Mm -hmm. and you do so in an engaging, valuable fashion, people are going to hopefully fall in love with you and want more. So if you provide them with a call to action that brings them to your website, now you have an opportunity 
to turn them from a website visitor into a lead. Once they're a lead, you are used to doing this in your funnel, right? You nurture <laughs> them, you, you tell your, you, you continue to drive home the philosophies and the values of your brand. Mm -hmm. And when the time is right for them, and this is one of those things too, this is all about building relationships that takes time. That isn't instantaneous. You can have people on your email list for a few years before they finally make that decision to buy. But if you're constantly talking to them and planting seeds, but with the value that you put out there, that is going to continue to drive home a relationship to the point where a sales call is irrelevant mm -hmm. because everything you've already done is sold them. They're just ready to sign the dotted line and get to work. But everybody's got a different time frame for that. Yes. So the more interviews you do, the more opportunities you have to create those relationships. So that's one of the big things we have to determine right from the start. Who are you speaking to? What do you want to accomplish by speaking to them? And what's going to happen once you start going on these shows? Where do you want them to go? Mm -hmm. So we talk about the best way to reach out to the good shows that you want to be a part of. What research you should be looking at or what research you should be conducting to find shows that make sense. We talk about your presentation. How are you going to reach out to these people and what are you going to say? What's going to make you stand out? And we talk about how you tell your brand story confidently and speak confidently on the microphone. Some people come into this with no experience. That's okay. You don't have to have experience on the microphone. But there are ways you can train yourself to speak with power and speak with confidence. So we work on that. Then there's some of the ninja tactics, how to develop a call to action that allows you to track your results and actually see some tangible value from the interviews you do. Mm -hmm. How do you monetize those interviews before they go live? How can you find additional interviews without having to do any additional work other than asking one question? I mentioned earlier, there's a strategy to this. It's not just let's find some podcasts and email them and have them bring us on as a guest. And then I'll go talk for a little while and the world will fall at my feet. Not how it works. So following a strategy from start to finish, knowing what your expectations are, having a clear cut plan of action, mm -hmm. and then executing by doing interviews consistently. That's how you make yourself stand out with podcast guesting. If you try to do it in a haphazard way, you can expect haphazard results. We still live in a world where for whatever reason, I wanna cut corners or this guy says I can pull this off in 10 days. I'm, I'm teaching myself guitar right now. And I was looking at YouTube videos and there was one that said first song in 10 days, I skipped right past that one. Because I've <laughs> conditioned myself to say that's all BS. Yes. I wanna actually get the fundamentals down. The fundamentals are what are gonna carry you for whatever you do. If you don't learn the basics, I say this to podcast hosts and guests, work on your voice. That's the most important, that's the most important part of this. Yeah. If your voice is not clear, if you can't confidently tell your story and project your message, there's no point to it. That has nothing to do with the technical aspects of starting a podcast or being a guest. That just has to do with how you tell your story. Let's get you in a position to where you can tell that story in your sleep in the most confident, compelling way. Mm -hmm. That way when you show up on a podcast that's speaking to your target audience, everybody hears that and says, holy crap, I want to be a part of that person's world. How do I do that? And then you provide and your call to action and here they come. 
that's the piece that call to action like stories have a beginning a middle and end mm -hmm. but a brand story has a beginning a middle and a call to action there yeah, it's very true there is no end you're just transitioning them from this platform to another platform right this chapter to another chapter 100%. The, the, the call to action, it's my one of my favorite elements of this. I can tell immediately if a person has been properly trained on this just by how they wrap up an interview. Mm -hmm. I would say in pretty much every podcast, when they have a guest on, the host at the end as they wrap up the show will say, how can the audience learn more about you or connect with you? Mm -hmm. Take advantage of a giveaway. And what ends up happening more times than not is that guest will say, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn here and my YouTube channel is this and find me on Twitter at this handle. I'm also on Instagram doing reels every day. And then on my website, it's this and subscribe to my email here. And they're rattling off 15 or 20 destinations to a point where everybody's listening is probably tuned them out and won't go to any of them. Yeah. The confused mind does nothing. Exactly. And call to actions in any piece of your marketing strategy. If you're doing more than one, you're creating confusion. When you're a guest on a podcast, for one, when you say all those links, it gets convoluted. You're creating way too many destinations where people can go and you're not going to be able to track whether they show up. Yeah. Tell us how we can find more about you. And your answer is go to jasoncircone.com slash brand appeal, where you can sign up for my free guide, 10 tips on how to be a valuable, fully optimized podcast guest. I also have a link to my YouTube channel. So if you want to subscribe, you can do that there and you can connect with me on my podcast. One destination, one link. And I would even say, I don't even have to say my YouTube channel or my podcast, but I will put links for that on that page. As I'm listening to this podcast and I'm driving, I don't have to memorize a bunch of things. I know what show I'm listening to. I just have to remember the guest name. And then after the slash, it's the podcast name. Mm -hmm. Super easy, helps with the SEO. And then again, you get people over to your website when the host of that show puts that link on their show notes, on their website. If they've got a good authority score, now you've got another authority, high authority website pointing people to your website. This is going to tell Google that your website obviously has some authority as well. So you the want, SEO benefits are enormous. You want that link juice. Yes, absolutely. That's the unsung hero of podcast guest marketing, in my opinion. I don't feel like there's enough chatter about the power of creating that backlink each and every interview you do and having it crafted in a way that it always points people to your website mm -hmm. is going to make you more visible on all other fronts. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started podcasting, I was in the middle of doing a lot of backlinks. Mm hmm. And I said, like, oh, well, if I have a podcast, I can get a lot of backlinks. So let's try doing a few podcasts. And the next thing you know, I'm doing one a day. <laughs> the thing about the podcasting platform that I love is it's such a powerful content strategy that it, it can't be overlooked in one way or another. Whether you're starting a show or being a guest, you can get into this one way or the other or both if you truly want to. And podcast guesting is a great way to build an audience if you start a show because you can connect with other podcasters, make an impact on their audience, and then your call to action can be come listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you're hitting people where they live and where they live at that moment is on a podcast app. It makes it very easy 
to get someone to say, oh, they have a podcast? Cool. Look it up. Subscribe. I'll start listening to their show. Versus someone on social media who's in a scroll hole yeah. looking at reels with trending audio and your podcast clip pops up, making them make that leap from their scroll hole on whatever it, the social media platform they're on over to listening to your podcast is much more difficult than hitting them where they're already converted. They're already on a podcast app listening to podcasts. Well, it's the, the reason that they'll want to hear yours too. Yeah. You're already talking to people who want to consume content via audio. That's right. The reason why I have this video and the audio and the blog post is because I want to tell brand stories in the way that people like to consume content and they like to consume content in various different ways. So it is really important right. to be where people are in the mindset that they are. Yeah, 100%. And that's where I feel that this whole, people say you gotta be everywhere because they're everywhere. Okay, if they're everywhere, they can find me on the one platform where that I want to grow. That's and, right. And I just recently started to get dead serious about my YouTube channel. Because for me, there's more benefits there in regards to talking about what I want to talk about, communicating with my audience, and ultimately, not wasting my time on BS trending audio on an mm -hmm. Instagram reel, because that's, what's get, that's what gets your content seen. You take a piece of audio and you do a video of your own. There's zero creativity, but that's what gets you likes. I'm just like, no, I'm gonna do this the old fashioned way. Yes. This is a search engine. I'm going to develop content. And as I get into that algorithm and it sees that this is how I am communicating with my audience and this is who I wanna speak to, over time, it's gonna grow and grow and grow. So I've got slow growth right now, but there's good content on my page already and I'm just gonna keep adding to it every week. And I'm working on ways to add a new video every day of the week, but at least Monday through Friday. That's my plan in the short term and we'll see where that goes. But that's fine. a lot of work. It is, but I'm gonna do it in a way that it's not as much work, mm -hmm. so, but that's a story for another day. The point <laughs> it is, is a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's more about short form content yeah. But again, but the, the point is, if you're trying to be everywhere, you're going to burn out. Yeah. Period. People like Gary Vaynerchuk, who I respect for everything that he's grown and, and the messages that he has, I get a lot from them, but he has a staff of how many people yeah. that do this content for him. He just has to shoot a clip and then they repurpose it in a hundred different ways and it goes out everywhere. So everybody says, oh my God, well, Gary V's everywhere. I got to be everywhere too. Um, okay, if you've got a staff that can repurpose and refire all this content for you, mm -hmm. make it happen. But most of us don't have that. So stick to where your strong points are and go on a platform that you have fun with. Exactly. Where do you have fun creating, con have fun creating content? Is it on Instagram? Go all in on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Is it on YouTube? Go all in on YouTube. Get really good at one platform. And this applies to podcasting too. get really good at your craft, mm -hmm. then start to think about how you can expand. Because if you get really good, you may be in a position where you can bring in help that will help you expand in a smart way to where you don't overload your bandwidth and ultimately say, I can't do this. I'm too struck out. Mic drop. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> I'm so happy that you came and you talked to us today, Jason, because the information that you have given me has been extremely helpful as I move forward with brand appeal. 
And I just want to reiterate though, because you do have a great workshop coming up, a great workshop and you have a great program for anyone who wants to put themselves out there and tell their brand story utilizing podcasts. So where can they find your course? I would say the best place to go, as I, and I mentioned this link before, go to jasoncircone.com slash brand appeal. And you can get my free guide, 10 tips for becoming a valuable, fully optimized podcast guest. This is really where it begins. Mm-hmm. And that's going to give you some tips and strategies. But ultimately, what I put together in that guide is the information that will show you this is how valuable a good podcast guest marketing campaign can be. Mm-hmm. So you can pick that up for free there. And if it really resonates and you want to talk about how we can take the next step, there are ways in that guide that you can connect with me and we can talk about your ideas, what your expectations are, and ultimately what would be the best way for us to work together. Like uh, Shannon said, I have a 30 day course and I have coaching programs and it all is designed to make you better at being a quality value driven podcast guest. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you, Shannon. Talking with Jason has been very informative and he is very supportive. He was able to provide me off air with a lot of little tips and tricks about how to become a better podcaster. And I want to know from you, listener, how I can become a better podcaster and make this experience more enjoyable for you. If you'd like to have Jason back, please drop into the Market Appeal community on marketappeal.com. You can find the community under members in the menu bar. Let me know if you would like me to rebook Jason and have him come back to give you more tips on how you can be a podcast guest. If you enjoy this podcast or you know someone who would love to be a podcast guest but just needs a little bit of help, please share this episode with them and on your social media profile. If you know someone who would love to be a podcast guest and they're just having a little bit of trouble getting booked on podcasts, Please share this episode with them so that they can find out how to become more appealing in the pitch process. It's your support that keeps me doing this. And I want to thank you listeners who have reached out to me to let me know about your thoughts on my podcast, how what you are enjoying, what you think needs to be improved, and why you enjoy listening to Brand Appeal. Your comments have been taken to heart, and those of you who have given me permission to utilize them uh, in my marketing, I am looking forward to sharing that soon. Probably once I've got this 100 and 100 under my belt, because wow, I was not prepared for how much work this would be. So, thank you very much for bearing with me and being part of this journey. Peel out.